0: You are listening to How Does She Do It? Episode 106. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It? My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. The show notes for this week's episode will be available at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your third, fourth, fifth, sixth, 106th time listening. Welcome back. It is getting harder to say these numbers when there are three of them, but I am grateful to even have the opportunity to say that I have published a podcast with the grace of God and the support of you all listening over 100 times. That is, it's amazing. And I do not take it lightly. Before I get into the rest of this episode, I want to actually kind of not quite reintroduce myself, but explain the three things that I say at the very beginning. Own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. When I started this podcast in 2015, I started it as an outlet for sharing some of the challenges and lessons that I was learning in adulting, right? No one told me when I was in law school, when I was in college, when I was, you know, doing all of the schooling that I was doing, they talked about kind of your career. They talked about a whole bunch of different things, but what it meant to balance many different aspects of your development, of your career, of your health, of your finances, of your self-esteem, your relationships, your healing, right? Those weren't things that were talked about in a kind of open and just straightforward way in my formal education. And so as I was learning lessons and learning things about life, that was kind of how I got Started with how does she do it? Fast forward to the growth of my business, the growth of my skill set, the extent of me realizing what my gifts are and calling, my podcast has evolved into not just a place for me to talk about my own experiences, but really to express some of the things that will help us as women move forward in our careers, in our calling, and in our relationship with Christ. So the first thing that I talk about is owning your story. As someone who spent years denying very significant aspects of my past, not because Well, partly because I almost didn't want to acknowledge that they happened, but because I hadn't yet developed a language and a desire to heal from them, I've recognized the importance of owning even the hardest parts of your story in order to benefit from the blessings of them. Because often the most difficult part of our lives... Are meant to be baked into our testimony to talk about how good God, how good God's grace is, and the power of how much walking with Christ can have and can do in in your growth and in your transformation. The second piece is living fueled by faith. To live fueled by faith as. I'm taking this, this phrase from one of my friends. She, she was describing herself and she described herself as a Bible-believing black woman who, and insert you know her other descriptors there. And when she said that, she flipped the question to me and I was, you know, like, I'm a Bible-believing black woman as well. And that means that every day my goal is to live in conformity with the character of Christ. Do I hit that target every day? absolutely not. But that is my desire. And we'll talk actually a little bit more about ways that we can do that more in in the context of this episode. And so living fueled by faith means for me and for my audience and for my clients is actively walking out what we believe when we turn to scripture, actively walking in the faith that is the hope of the, subs- uh, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen and working every single day to reflect who we believe God to be and to live, live that out in our actions, not, ju- not just our words. And third, elevate your career and your calling. My... it's almost like I accidentally stumbled into being a career confidence coach because for years before I started this podcast and before I, even after I started my business, I was like, you know, I'm a coach. I just want to help people. And so I was coaching people through all kinds of things. But what I noticed was people kept coming to me for career related things without me putting a stamp on that was the, that being the thing that I wanted people to come to me for. So Over time, I was like, you know, I have to make a decision. And a coach encouraged me and said, listen, you can say you coach people on everything or you can pick a lane and impact people's lives in the way that you were designed to. And what I realized in doing my work as a career coach I do not isolate my work to just your career because as the first piece of what I talked about is owning your story, I work with people and focus on you as a whole woman, as a whole person who is a believer in Christ such that you can show up fully in your career and your calling. Sometimes those things are the same. Sometimes they are different. Either way. My work through this podcast, through my coaching, through my speaking, through my workshops is to make sure that you have a clear understanding of the strengths that God has given you through your unique design as well as your unique walk in order to show up differently than anybody else. Because we are all fearfully and wonderfully made. God knows the number of hairs on your head such that you are cared about in a different way than I'm cared about, not more or less, but he knows the desires of your individual heart. He knows the intricacies of the way your life has developed, how your path has been walked. And we have the ability to have that show up in our lives, in our careers, in our families, in our relationships. But what I work with my clients to do is to make sure they have an awareness of those nooks and crannies of those, those things that seem similarly disjointed, seemingly disjointed but are actually transferable skills that can be brought into a desired career for yourself. So that's what that's what this platform is about. That is what my work is about. And I just wanted to, in case you're new, in case you've been listening for a while, in case you missed some of the episodes where I kind of talked about my story, I wanted to just reintroduce myself in that sense and hope that that mission, that drive, that connection, that connects to you and that you will hope to continue to be part of the, the movement that I'm building, the work that I'm doing. Because again, this podcast does not happen but for your listens. This podcast does not does not happen but for you taking the time to leave five-star ratings and reviews in, in the Apple Podcast app if you haven't done so. I'd appreciate you doing that. And- also you having the awareness and the desire to learn and grow such that you will take time to listen to anyone, but you chose to listen to me and I appreciate that. And so if you are interested in staying connected with me, you can connect with me on social media. I am at Tiff South on Twitter and Instagram, and that's Tiff with two Fs. You can also join the How Does She Do It podcast community, which was is, is on Slack, and it's called How She Elevates. If you text How Does She Do It as one word to 444 again, text How Does She Do It as one word to 444 you will receive a link to join our Slack community, and it is called How She Elevates. We are actually about to start a prayer line on that group. And I'm really excited about that. So if you join now, if you join today, then you will receive details about that. And I'm, I'm very grateful for this community of women who are desiring to support each other and to share and be vulnerable and to, to, to allow me to be part of the journey. So again, join the How She Elevates Slack community, and I'm grateful for you in advance. And now let's get on to the topic of today's show. Actually, before we do that, we're going to get into this week's Just My Thoughts. Just My Thoughts is the segment of the show where I share my reviews, recommendations, or rejections. And this week, I am recommending that you audit your time. I'm recommending that you audit your time. And here's why. Auditing your time. Is This is actually something that I heard my uh, coach, one of my coaches talk about in a recent episode of her podcast, and she talked about the importance of knowing where your time is going. And in last week's episode, I talked about refueling and recharging and kind of revisiting your dreams and your goals for 2019. And I was like, you know, what's a better way to do that and to really help me get more clear about what I'm doing is to understand where my time is going. And so I actually created a worksheet that was based on a few different examples and templates that I had seen online. And if you are interested, send me a message on Twitter and, and, or Instagram at Tiff South, and I will send you the link to that episode. And I actually... I will put it in the show notes for this episode. I'll send you a link to that spreadsheet so that you are able to conduct your own time on it. It is a Google Sheet. It is very accessible. It can be turned into an Excel sheet as well. It does the math for you, which is super exciting. So if you are interested in auditing your time, I'm working on trying to do it for seven days. It's been an interesting journey so far. So if you're interested in auditing your time, getting this worksheet, then you can go to the show notes for this week's episode or send me a DM on Instagram or Twitter. I am at South, And I'd love to hear from you. Even if you don't want the worksheet, send me a DM. Slide in my DMs. That's okay. I'm giving you permission with appropriate requests only. Um, but um, And that concludes this week's Just My Thoughts. Similar to the reflection that I was doing in thinking about my goals for the rest of this year, I also have been thinking about the importance of making sure your mind is right. What do I mean by that? in 2019 with the visibility and accessibility of social media, it is hard not to see things that can negatively influence you. And that can happen in some of the most subtle ways depending on what you're dealing with, right? So if you are a woman of a certain age who is single, if you are at trying to build a business, if you are struggling with your weight or your health in some way, and you see a post from someone, whether they are close to you or a celebrity, sometimes those seeing those posts, even without a conscious thought, can impact you negatively. That's just one one way that we can be influenced. And what I am recognizing and it's something I intellectually knew, but it has I was convicted about it about a week and a half ago is if I am to reflect the character of Christ in all areas of my life, I have to work harder to resist negative thinking. And this is not to say that I, my goal is to become a phony optimist who's like, oh, everything's always great, you know, not, and that's my phony optimist voice. Um, but that's not what the goal is. The goal is to genuinely transform my mind. And in sitting and thinking through this and recognizing this was really, this j- journey was really prompted by, there was one day, it was probably two weeks ago now, that I started my day with this amazing prayer time, Bible study, listening to to praise and worship music before I went to the gym. And my day started out well. And by the time I got home, I had this attitude. I was tired. My face was scrunched up. I didn't want to do anything. I was unmotivated. And I woke up the next morning really trying to understand what had happened to create that disconnect. That you start your day feeling armored up and geared up, but then by the end of the day, you have almost a completely different disposition. And what I recognized through prayer, or maybe I should say what was revealed to me, is that I was not spending enough time in the middle of my day continually armoring myself. And as women who work in workplaces that are often majority white, that may involve colleagues who are coming for us, that may involve us dealing with family issues while we're sitting at our desk trying to produce a great work product, us trying to just deal with life happening while we are working professionals trying to perform at our very best, we have to resist the schemes of the devil, as scripture says, by putting on the armor of God all day, every day. And in in thinking through this and continuing to work through this, I picked up Joyce Meyer's book, Battlefield of the Mind, which is a book I purchased probably six, seven years ago and opened and read two or three chapters and put it back on the bookshelf. But I picked it up again, I have been mulling over and thinking about Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. And I'm going to share these verses. And and in in reading Battlefield of the Mind, also came across Second Corinthians ten verse three through five, and uh, so several other scriptures. What's so awesome about scripture is it speaks to itself and it confirms itself in different places because it is the 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 word is breathed by by God, right? So it is inspired by God. It is God breathed, and so you'll see consistencies in different voices written by different people and the same voice, for example, Paul reiterating similar points in different ways to different audiences in his letters to different churches and different groups of people, which is so encouraging. And you'll see how Proverbs and how Christ quotes scripture, you know, quotes things from Psalms and the Old Testament. And you, it's just, it's phenomenal. But in, in thinking about this concept, I wanted to share with you ways that you can arm yourself every day. And that as believers, as women who want to live out our calling, who want to be in excellence and who want to reflect Christ and let his light shine through us every single day, as as Matthew talks about us being salt and light, salt of the earth and light upon a hill What we have to do is make sure that the enemy is not permitted to, to stop our shine. And I say permitted because we have a choice to reject the things that will slow us down in our thinking. Thoughts, negative thoughts happen. They will happen. Our choice comes in when we decide how far that thought will take us, how long will that thought keep us sitting on the couch feeling bad about how not productive we are be, be our being, how negative, how long will we allow that thought to reinforce negative behavior and justify why we're doing things that carry us away from our goals. And I'm saying this as I am working through this myself. And so I... In reading scripture, in listening to uh, Joyce Myers, in listening to other people, and in, and in being quiet and still before the Lord, I, these are the four things that we have to do every single day in order to make sure that we are staying strong and actively working to resist the schemes of the evil one. First, we have to pray. The second thing we have to do is put on the whole armor of God. Third thing, we have to pray again. And lastly, we have to praise. And if you think about how often you pray and kind of like reshine, readjust that armor throughout the day, pray more and then praise. If you think about making that an active thing that you get to do or that you work to do throughout the course of your day, not just at the beginning of it or at the end, you will move differently. That's not to say the flaming darts won't still come at you, right? What Ephesians 6 talks about the flaming darts of of the enemy and that the shield of faith is that's one of the things that it can extinguish. But if you are sitting in your office and one headphone in, listening to one of your favorite praise and worship songs, or if you at two o'clock spend 10 minutes in your, in your Bible or in prayer, when Susan brings some mess to you, Right After you prayed up in the morning, you've made time for praise and worship in the middle of the day, and you are actively kind of calling on scripture to keep you from sending an email that you shouldn't send or whatever the thing may be, or to just encourage you as you have positive interactions with your co- your colleagues. I shouldn't just make it sound like we're resisting negative colleagues all day, but also reinforcing some of the positivity that we have that people have already identified about you that make you, call. Quote unquote, different as they, I know they've said it about you at work because they say it about me. And it's not because I'm different, it's because the power of Christ is, lives within me, right? But if you are actively doing that all day, every day, then we, then the enemy has to respond to you differently because what used to work is not working anymore. Why? Because you are able to defend against it. So let me just turn to scripture really quickly. So first, we're going to talk through 2 Corinthians 10 verses 3, 4, and 5. So I'm reading from the English Standard Version. And verse 3 reads, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. Right? First thing, we are not fighting a physical war. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have defined power to destroy strongholds. So, If we're not fighting a physical war every day, that means we need to use weapons that are corresponding to the war that we are fighting. Therefore, don't bring a knife to a gunfight, bring spiritual weapons to a spiritual war. Prayer, praise, the armor of God. Prayer, praise, the armor of God, the fruits of the spirit, reading scripture, knowing his word, reciting his word, right? and verse 5 says we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete so i read into verse 6 but the second part of verse 5 says take every thought captive to obey Christ and negative thoughts are disobedient to Christ why because Christ is love. Christ is a reflection of God's love for us. And if you have negative thoughts that are unloving of yourself, that's disobedience. That's disobeying Christ. That is not in line with the character of Christ. And let me be clear, having negative thoughts is not I'm not trying to condemn us or condemn you for having negative thoughts. I'm not condemning myself for having negative thoughts. But what I am my goal is to make sure that we are ready to know how to battle against them when they show up telling us that oh, you know what you shouldn't try you shouldn't apply for that job. You know you should you know what you shouldn't speak up in that meeting. No one wants to hear your voice anyway. Oh no, you're not good enough to be a part of this conversation. Nope. You know what? You don't deserve to be in that, in that room. Oh, you are just a insert title here. This is not, this is not a space you should be in. No one wants to hear from that. Those are the kind of things that keep us sitting still. Those are the kinds of thoughts that keep me from Using my voice on this podcast at certain times, right? Like that is the kind of stuff because the enemy wants you to stay where you are. He doesn't want you to shine your light on a hill or be salt or light. You know why? Because that's going to make it harder for him to access people that you have access to or influence people that you have influence over, right? Because if you're out here shining and being excellent, then he has to work harder to attack you. So arm yourself, bring every thought captive. Do not fight spiritual wars with physical weapons. It's not just about the person standing in front of you. And this is not to just make this caveat here. This is not to say that, that, All things are the devil trying to attack us, right? Because sometimes we put ourselves in situations that result in certain consequences, or sometimes we find ourselves in very, like, very real situations that happen. But we also have to be hyper aware that there are spiritual forces happening that we have tools and abilities to impact that will impact our daily lived realities right? If we are spirit filled, then we show up differently in the flesh. And that is, it's just an awesome opportunity that we have in Christ to do that. So the second scripture that I wanted to talk about comes from Galatians 5, 22. And this is the, and actually I'll start with 16 because I just talked about walking by the spirit. Verse 16 says, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the de- desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. And this goes into, this is like super layered. Um, and I just read through verse 18 in Galatians 5. But verse 22 says, But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against these things, against such things, there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the the flesh with his passions and desires. If we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step with the spirit. I, I started out saying I was going to read like one or two of these verses, but it's too good not to read more. So I just read Galatians 5, 22 through 25. And I'm going to read verse 25 again. If we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step with the spirit. Keep in step with means walk with to stay aligned with. If we are keeping in step, step with something or someone, we are walking next to or at the same pace of that thing. In order to do that throughout your day, what do you have to do? Stay literally in your mind, in sometimes your physical time. If Even if it just means you sitting and closing your eyes for two minutes, Lord, I need you to be with me and be here with me right now. And just staying in constant communication with him. this These things will make a difference in the way you show up and the way you work to resist the, the schemes of the devil. So speaking of, we're gonna, I'm going to turn to Ephesians 6 now. And Ephesians 6 is where we... We're so a lot of things to come about children and parents, obeying your parents. But then also we talk about, it also talks about the whole armor of God. And so Ephesians six ten says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And I'm going to keep reading through here for a little bit. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes or strategies of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We just learned about that in 2 Corinthians 10. But against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Paul wrote this. But he he wrote this to the Church at Ephesus, but he is talking to us, Are we not battling against the rulers, authorities, cosmic powers, spiritual forces every single day? Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. And then it goes through and lists the fasten the belt of truth. Put on the breastplate of righteousness, shoes for your feet that put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Take up the shield of faith, which you can distinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and the helmet of salvation. And then lastly, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And the way that Paul talks about sealing and bringing all of this together, praying at all times in the spirit, with all prayer and supplication. It says, and then he goes on to say, keeping alert with all perseverance. And just, I would encourage you to read and meditate on that because it is so, so rich. And also shout out to Pastor Eric Mason of Epiphany Fellowship, who did a phenomenal sermon series on the armor of God. And that was one of the, and you know, I just realized this right now. That's how God is so good. I listened to that. I started listening to that sermon series probably, Definitely in June, and it came up again in prayer, and and now I'm connecting the dots. I didn't even realize that that happened. Anyway, so but what we see here is that we are re- we are reminded of the things that are coming at us. We are reminded that. The goal of the evil one is to develop strategies that are tailored and targeted. Scripture talks about how Satan lurks like a lion and is ready to attack and find someone who he can prey upon. But if you are camouflaging yourself, if you're wrapping yourself up in in the armor of God, you are able to battle and fight against this every day. And this is not to imply that this is easy because I think actually the opposite is true. It is a challenge to think positively because negative thoughts come naturally in our flesh. Negative thoughts that are rooted in both conscious and subconscious foundations laid by the real lived experiences that we have had make it easy to qualify, negate our gifts, diminish our our power, be play small in circles that we are moving in every day, and or to believe the, the things that the world tries to say about powerful black women and women of color. The truth is that we are gifted by God, we are purposed by God, we are counted by God, and therefore victory is already ours. That said, we have to do every day in order to make sure that that victory is lived by us. I'm studying Joshua right now and Joshua, this is, I'm at the part of, of the, uh, the story where Israel is now moving into different territories and going to war with different, different people. And it is, what's happening is God is telling Joshua, okay, I have given these people into your hand now go and do right. Victory is already won, but they still had to march around the walls of Jericho for seven days before the wall came down. And so this is not to say that we have to earn God's love or we have to earn the things that he has for us, but we have to do our part. Right? Egypt In order for the Israelites to get freed from Egypt, they didn't just get transported out of Egypt. They had to take a journey and deal with a lot of different things and attacks and build each other up and loss of faith and all kinds of things in order to get to their promised land. And there were things that they did that kept them on an 11 day journey for 40 years, but that's another conversation for another day. But don't we often keep ourselves in wilderness seasons longer than we're supposed to because of a lack of faith, right? But I've talked about that on another podcast, but it is something that we have to be reminded of because we have so much, we have access to so much victory, but we have to work to make sure that we are experiencing it. This is why faith is an active thing, it's an active journey. It is not something that happens passively once one day a week when you watch a sermon or go to church. It is an everyday, all day thing. And the, and the more that you, in the same way that if you, are, if you are good at something, right? If you have a talent and if you're athletic, if you really know how to bake cakes well, whatever something that you do really well, you didn't just get good at that thing one time chances are you've had to work at it multiple times in order to for it to come to fruition and be be something that you could showcase and do in the face of other people or for other people in the same way we have to our faith gets built over time by doing and living so again pray put on the armor of god pray more and praise keep praising, keep putting the word of God in your mind, in your heart, actively rehearse it over the course of your day. And if that means even setting time on your calendar, because life happens, work gets busy, you emails flying in, projects have to get done. If you schedule that time and and it's like, just schedule a time to get get you started and, and just see how you feel after that. And let me know how let me know how this goes. Cause this is again something that I am now doing every single day. And even yesterday, I was sitting in my office listening to um, my gospel playlist. And it's like when you're listening to music that is reminding you of how good God is, it's hard to be sitting there with an attitude even though an attitude might be warranted, right? Because somebody is, is just harassing your life in the, in the moment of the day, in the very real heat of that like 1130 hour in the morning. And you know what? But I'm just rocking out to my favorite praise and worship music. And it's like, you know what? I'm good. I am good because God is good and, and all will be well. Even in the moment when the flaming dart is coming at you, you can still say, it is well, right? The story of the Shumanite woman. I'm going to do an episode on, on, that, on that story later. But in the midst of her, her son had just died and, and her husband was like, wait, why are you going to, see, you're going to see the prophet? It's not the Sabbath. And she was like, it is well. I have faith. I got to go. I have something I need to do. And so that is the attitude that we have to take every single day. Pray, put on the armor of God, praise pray some more, put on the arm of God, praise, pray some more, and just watch how your relationship with Christ will blossom. Watch how your your attitude will start to shift. And that is, again, not to say and diminish the very real challenges that come at us every day. It's not to say to minimize your emotions, acknowledge your emotions, and invite God in to partner with you as you walk through them. That's all I'm saying. I want to thank you for listening to another episode of How Does She Do It? I am so grateful again for you. If you have not had a chance to do so already, please leave a five-star rating and review in the Apple Podcast app. Connect with me on Instagram. I should have said this earlier in the episode, but if you are listening to this episode, take a screenshot, post it in your story. You can tag at with two Fs, or tag the podcast Instagram account, at how does underscore she do it, and um, you know, share this episode. Thank you in advance for sharing it. Thank you for your messages that tell me you're sharing it. If you have thoughts, questions, if you want to join our community, then text how does she do it as one word to 444-999. I thank you. I look forward to connecting with you again next week. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.